I'm Samantha Olds Fry, CEO of the Illinois Association of Medicaid Health Plans, and this is Sam Says, a podcast series focused on Illinois Medicaid managed care. Hello, I'm Durandal Beverly with the Gemini Group, and welcome to Sam Says. On today's episode, we sit down with Vivian Moore, Director of Complex Care Coordination for County Care Health Plan, to discuss care coordination in the second part of our three-part care coordination series on Sam Says focus on the value of making connections. But before we dive into that, first, let me welcome our host, the Sam and Sam Says, Samantha Oldsfry, CEO of I'm Hip. Sam, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you, Durandal? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So uh, as I said, we have a fantastic guest today for for part two of our care coordination series. So we're just going to bring her in now. I'd like to introduce Vivian Moore, Director of Complex Care Coordination at County Care. Vivian, welcome to Sam Says. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. So uh, again, we're excited to have you for today's uh, discussion on uh, care coordination and how we can leverage care coordination to address homelessness. But before we do that, lay the foundation for our listeners. Uh, who is County Care and the populations that you service? So County Care is a managed care community network. We were founded in 2011. um, And we've made access to healthcare our top priority. We are owned and operated by Cook County Health and we're contracted with the Illinois Department of Healthcare and Family Services to serve the Cook County area um, through the Health Choice Illinois program. So our population is those that live within the county walls, within the Cook County area walls. And and county care has done so much because of your unique structure, because you are both a health plan and a government entity. And so you sort of have a a unique uh, vantage point. And can you talk a little bit about sort of some of the programs and initiatives you guys at county care have done to specifically address homelessness, which is something we've been hearing about um, more and more uh, within Cook County? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'd be glad to kind of talk about some of the things that we've done. Now, we know homelessness is, you know, it's a huge public health concern. Um, and so County Care, along with other stakeholders, they've invested in an initiative called the Flexible Housing Pool. And this pool primarily focuses on improving health outcomes through the provision of stable housing and supports. Now for county care specifically, if you think about it, uh, the stability of a home coupled with the direct path to access healthcare that's needed, our members can truly, truly experience a better quality of life. And that's something that's very important um, to us. So through this initiative, we're looking for 66 members where we can provide housing subsidy and tenancy supports for the next three years or for three years. Um, it's a very new program. We, we really just launched it this year, beginning of this year. Our outreach efforts started around February of 2021, where we are targeting those individuals who are experiencing homelessness. Um, and in doing that, even looking deeper, looking through a health equity lens, we're trying to prioritize those who have behavioral health needs, um, those where there are children who are part of you know, families that's experiencing homelessness and those that are justice involved. So we don't want to leave those out. We want to make sure that they have a fair share opportunity to participate in the program. Um, 
like I mentioned, you know, earlier, housing is one of the social determinants of health, and it is a significant barrier to um, a person's ability to access care. Uh, housing is not a Medicaid-covered benefit, <laughs> yet, and this is what I truly, truly enjoy about working with uh, county care and their ability to be very innovative. They're not afraid to, you know, do what's needed to really meet our population's needs is that this program specifically aligns with uh, Cook County Health's mission, which is to deliver integrated health services with dignity and respect despite a person's ability to pay. We wanna make sure that we're fostering partnerships um, with other health providers and communities to enhance the health of the public and advocating for those policies that promote and protect the physical, mental, and social well-being of our people. Um, with that being said, County Care's focus has been on providing improved health status and successful outcomes that includes the member and provider satisfaction. And this flexible housing pool initiative does everything that I just said. It encompasses everything that I just said. It's not an easy task, but we are up for the challenge. And we are looking forward to partnering with our members on addressing their needs and reaching their health care goals. Absolutely. And what I love there, Vivian, that you talked about is sort of the recognition that while housing is not a Medicaid covered service, it's absolutely critical when we talk about improving the health outcomes of these individuals, um, of these families, of these of these members of our community who may be suffering from um, substance use disorder or severe mental illness, and then also often comorbidities, physical comorbidities. Mm -hmm. um, you are not gonna get somebody uh, stabilized from a, a mental health perspective or from a, a chronic uh, physical health condition like diabetes yeah. if they don't have a home. Yeah. They're, you know, hierarchy of needs, they're going to focus much more on where are they going to sleep tonight than they are on whether or not they got their insulin if they're yeah. diabetic. Um, and, and so I think this is so critical and really one of those things that could not have happened if we were in a fee-for-service program in Illinois. Really, the, the innovation of county care is needed here and of managed care to sort of tie the social determinants of health with the healthcare outcomes and healthcare supports. And I know what I often think of, of what sort of ties that together is care coordination. Mm -hmm. And that role of sort of bringing everything together, making sure we're looking at a, the whole picture of, of a person um, rather than just some numbers on a chart. Can you sort of talk about the role of care coordination and, and what it, how it plays in this initiative? Mm -hmm. I sure can. So, Healthcare, it's a scary industry. It can be very intimidating. It's very complex. Um, even for ourselves, sometimes it's difficult to pick up a phone and call and try to get an appointment or find out what you need. You can easily be discouraged. Um, and so care coordination helps helps with that um, that approach or that, that uh, you know, to get the things that you need done. And a lot of people describe care coordination in different ways. Um, but what I really like to highlight the gist of care coordination is to synchronize the delivery of services for our members. Um, and that's, you know, dealing with multiple providers, specialties, resources, equipment, um, things like that. It's not just a one-off where I call a member and I try to support them and, you know, they don't hear from me from the, for, you know, another six months or so. It's really about um, an integrated approach 
that 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 is happening simultaneously um, that I, where I'm trying to meet meet that person's need. Um, so with that being said, in this initiative specifically, care coordination will help the member identify other resources that they need to maintain this housing stability. So it's actually the reverse where we are uh, care coordinators who are um, looking for members who have a need. These are members that we have targeted for housing where we find out what their needs are. It's just actually the reverse way of doing it, but it's an efficient, I can see this being a very efficient approach. Um, so in this initiative, it's really helping with maintaining stability that could be food, clothing, childcare, um, community resources, activities, you know, anything that that person has identified or that we as a care coordinator have identified that can be really beneficial in maintaining um, this housing uh, stability. There's a lot of advocacy that takes place, um, resource management, um, and this person or this care coordinator or case manager can serve as part of the interdisciplinary care team. So that's bringing it back to the health care focus where they can be an advocate and you know, assist the member with partnering with the medical side of, of uh, those needs to really bring it a holistic approach to our, to our members. I love that, Vivian, because it is so complex. And when we're thinking about the healthcare side and then also layering on, you know, housing support and, and getting a member stabilized in housing and, you know, communicating with landlords and then making sure you have all of those other needs, whether it may be, um, you know, we talked about this in our last podcast, but like getting linens and furniture and food for a house. And I mean, all of that, there's a lot to coordinate there. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're trying to do it all at once by yourself um, and you are um, battling, you know, mental illness and comorbidities, and, and it can feel overwhelming. And yes. so really, I think, I love what you said, that synchronization and that advocacy component of a care coordinator. It's really somebody there to hold the hand of that member and help them take it step by step um, to get stabilized um, in, from a housing situation, uh, but then also to get the healthcare needs that they have and help them sort of navigate that system and take it from something that feels overwhelming to something that feels manageable. Um, and, and I think county care does such a good job of that. I think all of our health plans do, of course, but one way that county care does it sort of in a unique way is really partnering with a lot of organizations. And I think part of that comes from your sort of county governance and, and your recognition um, that, uh, you know, there are a lot of wonderful organizations out there that are all sort of working to support individuals. And I think county does such a good job, county care does such a good job at, um, you know, sort of making sure everybody's like swimming in the same direction, supporting the same members. And, and how do you sort of, can you explain some of the benefits of partnering with other organizations and sort of what that, um, what that looks like day to day, both from your perspective as a care coordination organization, but then also from a member's perspective, because oftentimes I think for a member, it should feel almost invisible. Mm, okay. Yeah. Well, there are definitely perks uh, to partnering with or other organizations. Um, if you just think about partnership in general, it's a powerful vehicle for bringing about change. 
you know, this, this whole idea that one person can't do it alone, one entity can't do it alone, and it's not our problem alone. It is a community's uh, issue, and we, and we should approach it as such. So with that being said, partnerships help mobilize resources. They can influence systems. Uh, they can change policies and practices. Um, if, you, if you take the burden, I, I don't really want to say burden, but if you take the weight of it, um, and spread it <laughs> and spread it. So it doesn't become just your own interest, but the interest of the community, you can get more buy-in. Mm -hmm. um, it allows other organizations to invest, to help come up with strategies that can benefit all, um, that can benefit all. Then you see the needle move a lot quicker or mm -hmm. bigger. You know, you start to be able to include larger populations, you know, funding may increase, um, you know, that whole sense of a, a large resource pool. Mm -hmm. And it's more sustainable because it, it's not dependent on one organization. It's more sustainable. Um, so the bottom line is that there are substantial resources that can be collected as a result of partnering. So we know that when members experience homelessness, they struggle to eat nutritious food. We know that they struggle to manage chronic conditions. We know that they, it's very difficult for them to even go to a doctor's appointment for, you know, what we may consider a simple routine visit. Um, you know, so if our, if our goals align as partners, <laughs> it, it may be different, but the overall goal could be the same, then we're likely to see, you know, the fruits of our labor quicker. Um, I wanted to give an example of that. Is that okay? Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. So I, I um, because I'm a visual person, so scenarios kind of help me bring home, you know, what I'm trying to uh, explain. So, for example, if we are wanting to see a reduction in ER visits or, you know, reduce hospitalizations, and I know that this person is homeless, so their focus is not going to the doctor, it's not, you know, their own you know, medical or mental health at, at this point. Um, but if I'm partnering with organizations like a home delivered meal service or organizations like a furniture bank, um, organizations that provide transportation or that assist with utilities or, you know, just have after school activities, then that can alleviate some of those worries that that person is experiencing and they can then focus on those medical needs that they may have. So it's a win for us all, but it's an even bigger win for our members. Right. I love that. I love that visualization of sort of all the moving pieces and how you can bring all those folks together to the benefit of and one member, but then really the community because yep. it, it is a snowball effect. So as a visual person, and as we've sort of talked about the nuts and bolts of how this works, I really want to get to sort of why we all do this or why you do this work. And that is the impact on individuals, the success, the recognition of, you know, really caring for that whole person is going to bring us much further than trying to focus on one clinical moment or another. Um, so I know it's a new program. I know you started in February, but do you have sort of any success stories so far or, you know, sort of some of the, the members you might be serving and, and, you know, what's motivating you? I'm sure you've got one of those good stories that keeps you going. 
Yeah. So, you know, success. Yeah, we, I do have one I want to share. Um, so how I describe success is, you know, you may have heard, you know, intent versus impact. Right. Mm -hmm. And so success to me is when the intent and the impact align. Okay. So our intention is, is housing, stable housing, support services. But when the impact aligns with that, where you can actually see this person has received housing, their supports in place. Um, you know, even if there's some setbacks, um, but those supports are in place to kind of catch those and move the person forward, that is success. So intent, impact equals success. Um, so we had a member, again, we just you know, started outreach efforts February of 2021. So not that long ago. Um, but we had a member in particular who, you know, the last 45 days has been such an incredible journey. Um, this person was initially residing in a travel lodge, um, dealing with substance abuse, you know, lack of family support, um, just didn't really have anything, just at a very low point. Um, and all of these things kind of resulted in hospitalization. Um, when a member did return back to the lodging um, facility or hotel, um, didn't really comply with the requests of the, you know, the director uh, or the head, the management of the facility didn't comply, um, was caught smoking in the room was asked to leave immediately. Oh. So you went from being homeless to finding some sort of shelter to hospitalization, um, now to finding yourself homeless again. Um, so through the help with our um, care coordinator, our, our housing um, care coordinator, several hard conversations had to be had. Um, you know, really working with this member on identifying what is it that you want? How can I really help you? So not doing what I want you to do, but what is it that you want to do? We are really big on having a member-driven approach, um, member-centered approach to what we do. And we feel that when we do that, we don't dictate to a person what they need, but we allow them to tell us, um, be the expert of their own lives. And so having said that, had those tough conversations, um, put some supports in place, uh, this person was able to um, secure permanent housing um, just recently. I want to say April 16th, don't quote me on the date, but just okay. this, this April, uh, permanent housing was secured. Uh, resources are in place, treatment support is in place, um, mental health support is in place. And so we're now looking to see, you know, how can this person now bridge the gap with the landlord? So that's where that care coordination come in. Um, how do you make sure that you are compliant with the rules um, and maintaining this? So, I mean, it's, it's a lot that goes into it, but it's something to say, wow, this is really something. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> just one so far, you know, but this is really something, um, you know, and only time will tell if, if this is, um, really working the way we intend for it to work, but we do believe that, uh, we're on to something here. Absolutely. And, and what I, I love about how you, you are talking about this is just the recognition of that we are, you know, that we're dealing with humanity here and all of the, the 
wonderful, but and sometimes challenging components of, of humanity and that things aren't linear, that progress isn't linear, that um, especially when we're talking about you know, substance use disorder or severe mental illness, that there are setbacks um, on sort of the road to recovery and in treatment. But that does not mean that progress cannot continue to be made. And that, that that's sort of the role of, of county care and of the supports that you've put in place is so that when there are those setbacks, this, this member, this individual, this person um, can continue making progress um, because you know, because of the work that you guys have done. So yeah. I just, I love that. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, Samantha, we're, we're trying to build and instill self-efficacy. And mm -hmm. a lot of times when people move forward with something or they um, have a goal to do something, it's small steps to change that makes the big difference. It's, it's, it's a harm reduction approach. It's, mm -hmm. you know, when you take little steps and you see small successes, then you don't get discouraged. You don't lose hope and you begin to believe in yourself again and That's say, right. I can do this. I can do that. I can um, be responsible. I can follow certain rules or expectations. I can care about myself and get oh. the appropriate health care. I love that, Vivian. I love that that imaging and, and sort of the the role that you guys are playing, um, and, and then also really to with the end goal of being able to step back and assist others because the members that you've supported are now able, um, you know, to support themselves mm -hmm. and, and don't need that additional um, sort of uh, you know supports that you've previously provided because they they've learned um, to trust themselves. They've been empowered um, to manage uh, their care. Um, you know, on their own. And so I'm just so glad that you were able to join us this morning to chat <laughs> about the work that you do day in and day out, um, sort of the, the broader picture of the program, but then really bringing that down to that micro level of what does this mean for an individual and what does this look like on the ground? And as a Cook County resident, I'm just so glad that you guys are doing this work um, for the community, for these folks. Um, and, and I can't wait to, to check back in and see, you know, next February, what a year looks like and, and what you've been able to do as you're identifying these 66 members um, and, and really changing their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to echo that, Vivian. Thank you so much for, for being here today, but also the incredible work that you and your team do on a day-in and a day-out uh, basis. Uh, we would love to have you come back. I said, Sam, you know, talked about February, but anytime something pops up and you just want to come back to Sam Says, we would love to have the opportunity to, for you to come back and join us if you're willing. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yes. All right. Well, thank you again, Vivian. Uh, Sam, uh, you know, definitely special thanks to County Care and Vivian for joining us uh, and, and talking with us today. Before we close out, anything from the discussion that you found interesting or something that you didn't consider, uh, you know, prior to the conversation? Yeah, I think when we talk about success stories, Vivian really hit it home that, that this is a journey and that, um, you know, that it is, I love that line of intent and impact sort of coming together. Um, but really what I, what I loved is sort of the recognition that a success story may not be perfectly linear, that there are going to be sort of challenges along the way, but that doesn't mean that your efforts are not worthwhile or impactful. And I, I really like that reminder um, 
you know, just from a human perspective, but also really from a clinical and a care coordination perspective as well, um, to not sort of lose that faith and to keep going um, and to keep investing in these members who need it so very much. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, if you like what you've heard today, we encourage you to visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. That's I-A-M-H-P.net to learn more about what I'm Hip is doing and to listen to other interesting podcasts like this one today. We also encourage you to like and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're interested in becoming a trusted partner like County Care, I encourage you to reach out to I'm Hip's Chief Operating Officer, Elena Kennedy, or again, visit the I'm Hip website at imhip.net. On behalf of Sam and the wonderful team at I'm Hip, again, I'm DeRondal Beverly with the Gemini Group. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Sam Says. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you soon.